Are we recording? Yeah. Alexa, set timer 55 minutes. No. Call Devin. Okay. Call Devin. Calling Devin. Drizzle Lamb. Calling. Mute button. Devin. Hey. Gorilla Warfare, you're live on uh, Andy and Devin Present. <laughs> Started recording. Well, uh, Merry Christmas to everybody. Um, I know that it's kind of a strange Christmas this year, but just keep your heads you know, high and hopefully eventually things will start getting better. And um, yeah, just... Enjoy your movies and your food, I guess, and just kind of ignore what's going on. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm doing. I watched Rudolph today. I watched Frosty. I watched the Santa Claus 1 and 2. I have watched um, all the Grinch movies, I've, and I'm watching Christmas Vacation right now, which is my favorite movie. Um, I'm going to watch the Santa Claus with Tim Allen later, and then the last one I'm going to watch... Is a Charlie Brown Christmas. I actually started to watch the Charlie Brown Christmas, and then I went and started doing something else. But uh, I found, oh, that's what I did. I did the biggest boo-boo today. I put barbecue ribs in my crock pot this morning at, like, 10 o'clock, hoping I'd have a nice barbecue rib and mashed potato and carrot dinner. Six hours later, I go to check on it, and I didn't plug the damn thing in. Oh, no, 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 no. That, that's, uh... <laughs> in, in the world of cooking, my friend, that, that is the biggest no-no in the world, because, um... Hey. Your, your meat would be, like, you know, super tender, but unfortunately, <laughs> it's not going to be cooked, so you're going to get food poisoning. Right. So I plug that fucker in. <sighs> and well, I went because with my rice cooker I have done the same thing so I went through the steps and I just had a pot of beans this morning that I emptied out of it so I thought I plugged it back in but I turned it on I spiced it and I put the lid on it and I did not check that it was plugged in because I believed it it was still hot so I thought it was but I was like, son of a... Well, don't feel bad because I tried making uh, homemade eggnog. Oh, jeez. Which I followed the recipe, to my knowledge, fairly uh, to the exact. Yeah. But unfortunately... Um, my mixer apparently did not stir fast enough and mm. you have to put it in the freezer for a short period of time and then take it back out 
Needless to say, when I tried it, after it kind of thawed a little bit, it was the nastiest thing I've ever tasted in my whole entire life. It tasted like glue. Wow, well, like I... Go ahead. Like vanilla glue. And I've never in my life had any problems with, with cooking any other, um, you know, dessert for Christmas. Um... But it might have also been the fact that I had to make it sugar-free and I had to use Splenda. Oh, could be. Instead of, instead of sugar. So it was literally the nastiest thing I've ever tasted in my life, so I had to throw it out because I was not going to eat something that was going to make me sick. I'm not a but big I, eggnog person anyway. Well, I, I just, I didn't have any here. And normally I have a glass every year around this time. And... I figured, well, maybe I can make it sugar-free, so I tried subbing the Splenda for the sugar. Four minutes, 27. Didn't work, huh? But I had a, another boo-boo uh, about a week ago, which I had called and talked to you about, about my pork top <laughs> incident. Which was I wasn't going to bring it up. <laughs> I, had, I had every smoke detector in my house beeping and I had to open my windows and my sliding door to get all that smoke out of here because it, it was it was it was like walking into like a reggae festival <laughs> except for you aren't going to come out high as... nope <laughs> I had some pretty bad burnt pork chops to the point mm. to where it was like if you threw them on the ground outside, they'd be like hockey pucks. Right. And I've never done that before, and that was strange. Because uh, to me, like, how, how can you burn pork chops? I don't know. How can you? <laughs> After, I've been asking myself for five days about that. I'm like, how can I burn pork chops? I, I, normally, I don't burn meat. Right. Well, even the dog next door wouldn't eat that. Well, no. I mean, that, that's, that's why I just wrapped it up in a freezer bag and threw it in the dumpster because I was like, I don't, I don't think any animal is going to eat this either. Right. But, like, I, I recently cooked this huge dinner for Christmas here at the house, and I didn't burn a single thing. Right. So that's what I'm saying. What That makes no sense unless it was just a, a bad bad time to where I wasn't paying attention or Could I, be. I think everybody just has you know one day maybe out of like 15 days in a row where you where you do stuff you know that where you're kind of like wow that was dumb right you know but with all the distractions going on right now I mean I don't blame people for having one bad day once in a while <laughs> I mean there's just so much to keep track of and like, um, the last few days, I've had to call, what, 10 family members, and um, I had plans with my aunt, and then that got canceled because she got the flu, and um, to me, that didn't make a whole lot of sense for us to spend Christmas together with her being sick and then me possibly getting it, so I didn't. Right. Um, and then with the corona thing, it's kind of like, you know, well, maybe this kind of worked out where I can just stay home and cook a big dinner and watch movies and 
watch it snow. I mean, we, we've almost got a foot of snow here, and we're going to get another three inches by Monday. And, uh, I, and I know your, your opinion is, well, you can keep it. Yeah. I started my mom this morning. I called her to wish her a happy uh, Merry Christmas. And Grand Rapids, I guess, was getting pretty bad because she didn't go last night. Usually she goes to my older brother's house. And uh, she didn't go there last night. And they went to her sister's house and her nieces, my cousin. They went there for uh, watch the kids open the presents. And then they were driving home and they were, it was snowing. She said pretty high winds and low visibility, just craziness. She's probably going to spend tonight at her sister's house. Yeah, I mean, the, the Great Lakes states right now are not safe to travel. Right. Like, the roads are just ungodly, and I know by the Detroit area, I have family up there, and they were complaining also about the roads, like... Apparently, there's so much snow piled up on the side of the roads to where, like, if you slip, slide anyway, you're going to end up in a snowbank. Hmm. Well, it's uh, sunny and a nice 53 degrees out today. <laughs> I told my mom. I the only thing I was, was going to ask was, um, do you miss that? having, uh, you know, weather to be able to go sledding? No. I don't even think about it. In the three years, three and a half years I've been down here, I haven't really thought about the snow. I'm just still in such a, a bliss of not being freezing for half of the year. But, I don't know. I I wouldn't mind, because I was thinking of moving, you know, we were talking about moving before, too. I want to find a state, you know, possibly Arizona, Colorado, or even Tennessee, where you can be in the nice weather for most of the year, but there is a mountain close enough that you could go to the snow whenever you felt like it, which Colorado Springs, they may, I have to ask my uncle again, they may get pretty decent snow, but when they're out there for Christmas a couple of times, they didn't get hardly any. It snowed, but it was gone by the next afternoon, so I don't know like what their usual January and Februarys look like, but um, that was close enough to the Rocky Mountains. You want to go up and have a snowball fight in June, you could. And I suppose there's probably some places up there you could go sledding. Well, the state that I, that I absolutely wouldn't mind living in is, like, um, I would say Kentucky or Tennessee because um, this each state is completely, you know, there's lots of mountains at the same time, and there's tons of nature stuff you can do and like you have a little bit of everything in those states like you don't really have to deal with uh, 
it being ungodly hot during the summertime. Like probably, I mean, at the most, it would be like being like 80 or 90 degrees. Yeah. But during like the fall and winter time, like you'll have snow and rain and stuff like that, but it's not going to be bad to the point where you can't get around. Right. And parts Nashville's, you know, there, and then you've got like Kentucky, which is a nice state to just hang out in, basically, if you like the outdoors. <laughs> Those are just some things I've thought about. Right. And I know my favorite artist is in Nashville, so. Uh, he's got a bar there, too, which would be pretty cool to hang out at the bar and just shoot the shit with him. <laughs> I wonder if I could teach you how to fish. Oh, I know how to fish. What do you mean, like? Well, I, I was, like, I've heard that, like, down there, like, bass and, and trout and, and catfish and stuff like that, like, they're just everywhere, so. Yeah. Yeah. We used to go fishing all the time. And, like, to me, learning is, like, the fly fishing or certain lures for certain fish. Every time I've gone fishing, we put a worm on a hook and drop it in the water and we catch something. Sunfish, bluegill, uh, bass. But it'd be, I think it'd be interesting. I I wouldn't want to do it, but they go, what is it called? Mud fishing for the cat? Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't not sticking my hands down in some mud somewhere when I get bit by one of those fuckers. There ain't no way. <laughs> I had a friend a friend who used to go down there every summer and um he'd bring me back like some catfish and stuff like that. Like they'd make like catfish uh fillets and Yeah. Um he'd like put them in freezer bags and give some of that to my family and my god that was the best Haitian fish like you'd ever had there was a go ahead they would they would marinate it like overnight like they'd fix it up marinate overnight and cook it the next day and they'd put it like on hamburger buns with like little cheese (laughs) oh my god that was awesome yeah There was a place in Tennessee, I can't remember now what city, maybe Columbia, maybe somewhere in there, uh, Uncle Bud's Catfish. That was like, yeah, that was the first time I ever had catfish and I loved it. Every time I get to Tennessee, which hasn't been in about 15 years now, but I'm like, we got to have some Uncle Bud's Catfish and I don't even know if they're around anymore. But I used to have, because they, they printed their menus just on paper, and you took it home if you wanted it. I used to have a couple of them. It was pretty well, cool. I think about up here, too, is lately a lot of southern-themed restaurants are starting to open up chains <laughs> up here. Yeah. You getting the Shoney's? <laughs> I'm not sure about that, but um, I know we're 
getting like a Crater Joe's and What's the difference between is it is it Crater or is it Trader? That's a good question. Because I think I've heard of Trader Joe's. And you just said Crater Joe's, and I was wondering, is it the same dude? Well, it's either that or maybe it's like, maybe it's just, uh, like how Walmart has, like, stores that are associated with them. Yeah. Maybe, it, maybe it's like, uh, like a cheaper version of it or something. Could be. I'll have to Google later. Today's not my Google day. I'm... I'm off. It's a holiday. <laughs> My brain is on vacation. Oh. But, yeah, people um, have been kind of complaining about not having, like, the big Christmas parties and stuff. But um, with me, honestly... I, I could give or take. Like, yes, I, I like the, that stuff. But at the same time, like, I also kind of like this holiday a little bit because <laughs> I don't have to worry about packing a suitcase up and going on you know, a train or a bus or, right. you know, sleeping on a couch. Um, I can stay at home and cook my dinner and watch the movies and just hang out and it's kind of, it's a little bit relaxing. Right. I know. I'm not, I'm not sure how our listeners feel about, <laughs> you know, not having those big parties, but. Well, and I can only say you got yourself to blame because if you follow rules, we wouldn't be where we're at again. People are sick and tired of it, and I understand that part of it, but. You have to do something to prevent it from being spread again. And what is that? That's social distancing. That's wearing your mask, staying home, not taking 20 people of the family and going to Walmart and walking around for two hours. You know? And not not enforcing your kids to wear a mask when they're right. I, in public. I don't get how parents will wear one themselves but not give their children one. Well, that doesn't sound like good parenting to me. Oh, it absolutely isn't. No, I mean, you're putting your your um, selfishness and greed over your family's safety and well-being. Right. And that that's pretty sad. <laughs> Yeah, because, you know, most germs fall downwards. And as far as I know, all children, you know, at at some age are shorter than their parents. So if I sneeze over top of my child's head, that might as well be sneezing in their face. Yep. If they're not wearing a mask. And I get Maybe at a certain age, it's they don't want to, and it's hard to keep it on and whatever, but then leave them home. There's got to be somebody at home to watch them. That's the other thing I don't get. My mom said there are rules 
that you can you should only have one person from the family going in the store. Why do you Yeah. Why do you need to take six people into the store to get groceries? <laughs> My mom said I loved it when you kids stayed at home. I got to spend, you know, extra time just peaceful, quiet. <laughs> so thanks, Mom. <laughs> you know. But you know what? Raising three boys, I bet she needed that peace and quiet for her sanity. Well, I remember oh. going shopping every year uh, for Christmas groceries with and for some reason, I was always, like, my sisters, it never went. It was always me, and I I always, I think it was because I had to carry all the heavier stuff. Because <laughs> we would go to, like, three different stores. We'd go to, like, um, Kmart. We, yeah, we'd go to, like, Kmart, and then, like, the local grocery store. Right. And we would also go to, um, like, Target once in a while. And hmm. back then, Target was completely different than what it is now. Yeah. Like, they only carried certain food items. Right. And uh, the other store that we used to go to was Sam's Club. Yeah, that's a good place, too. And uh, my mom, starting in November when we would go to Sam's Club, she would buy, like, these huge industrial-sized um, things of, like, brown sugar and sugar and powdered sugar for all the baked goods and oh, desserts. And uh, they were, like, five-pound bags. Right. And my mom would start baking desserts for Christmas, basically in the middle of November. <laughs> Damn. and desserts basically every single year. Right. And we would have so many to the point to where we would start mailing them to people as like Christmas gifts. Which was pretty hilarious if you think about it. Yeah. That we had baked that much. You gotta get rid of it? Well, I, it was family tradition. I mean, you yeah. know, that's just what we did and my mom's doing that this year. She's baking from grandma's recipes, and um, she's going to send it out as gift baskets to family members for Christmas. And I think that's the smart thing to do, right? Now Then you can enjoy some of the, because my grandma's been gone 10 years. Yeah. Um, I don't think she really baked a lot in the last year or two that she was around. Um, she was battling cancer for a little bit of it, not eating and not doing much for part of it. So, I mean, it's it's nice to have some of her food again, but it it always seems that grandma made it better. There was something, yeah. she had a secret 
ingredient that she didn't put in the recipe, but I think it's the measurements. It may say, you know, quarter this or three quarter that, but I'm sure grandma tasted it over time and added or subtracted from that and didn't change it in the ingredients. And both of my grandmothers had um, Polish and German backgrounds, mm. so oh my god, the the food and the casseroles and, and the, especially the baked goods were always something you looked forward to every single year. Oh, yeah. And, um, yeah, I agree with you. I, I think that it's just because they had so many traditional recipes that, unfortunately, a lot of people don't even know about now unless they look it up. Right. Like, we used to make these baked goods called Kieflis, which is a a German dessert. And um, I don't really hear of that anymore at all. Like, most people don't know about it. And then there was this Polish uh, huge dessert. um, I think it was called a Poczki. Yeah. Yeah, my grandmother used to make those homemade and man those are good too they're pretty good uh bakery made i wonder how they got to be a lot better homemade they yeah they were i mean trust me only half of one of those and you'd have a sugar high for like a few <laughs> hours so. <laughs> it was just doused in sugar but right i know i'm sitting here all the desserts. Uh, Mardi Gras is a big um, dessert holiday. They can bring out the king cakes and the the all the pastries. And it's like, oh, I wonder if we're going to be able to do that this year. Well, I want to say that's probably the biggest celebration in, in that state right. every year. I mean... I mean, I, I guarantee that they've been celebrating that since, what, the 1800s? Yeah. I'd say probably even 1700s. I don't know. That's all speculation. It's probably the biggest money draw for New Orleans. New Orleans. Nobody down here says New Orleans. New Orleans. Such a foreign. Family to family on how to on how to say it. <laughs> yeah. But I know two years ago they had they have nice parades here in Lafayette, and I know the parade route, well not all of it, but I know a couple of different spots where I can get on the parade route, just enjoy all the music and all that stuff. So. I'm hoping they figure something out and we're able to kind of sort of do it. I mean, I don't know. There's uh, live events going on and they're limited, I think, to 20%, 25% capacity. Uh, our bars are still closed, though. You can order the food, just you have to take it out. That was another thing people are bitching about, and I don't understand. 
you know, you can still go get the food, bring it back to your house, sit down with your family like you would do at the restaurant anyway. You also don't have all that loud commotion of other people on the TV. And so what are you bitching about? You can still go get the food and bring it home. to go hang out there um, and not deal with their own, you know, lives. <laughs> right. And I get the, asp- the um, atmosphere aspect of it because I like to go out and do things too. But like I said, we need to, like, I don't know, tighten our, not tighten our belts because that's something else, but we need to follow the rules. Just put your pride away, put your your bullshit away. Do what you're told so we all get over this invasion, you know, this pandemic. And then when everything is quieted down again, we can get back to 100% normal. We're never going to get there if we don't follow the rules. Well, and I've, I've said this also that we have to start from the ground up regarding building the economy back up too and I think people have have to have some common sense there too yeah Um, they want this thriving economy but they should have job training for those jobs right And, yeah, I think it's going to be more like a year process, possibly longer than that. Oh, yeah. Um, But I will say this, like, we have a fresh start as of, you know, next month. Um, And we just have to look forward to working together and, Right. You know, being a, a whole nation instead of, you know, separate separate uh, parties. Um, well, that and different classes and different races and different blah, blah, blah. Hey, yeah. Why are we not the human race, the human class? I don't know. Hopefully, that's what Biden and... Uh, Harris will do for us. Show us how well, to come and, and I've also seen people prejudging them coming in. And to me, you shouldn't have that attitude. You should have the attitude of let's give them an opportunity to fix what's wrong and work together and figure things out. Can I ask you if you had that same attitude when uh, four years ago? <laughs> no, but I also knew what was going to happen based on... Oh, and that's probably the way these people think that are prejudging Biden because Biden is not a nobody. I'll, I'll give people this. He has been vice president eight years. He has been a politician lifetime. Yeah. So, I mean, anybody's guess about what he's going to do 
is probably a very educated one if they follow politics. Yeah. So for me to sit here and say something because I don't follow politics or I follow very little politics, I can't tell you Biden's good or bad for this country. I just know from what I knew, I, I didn't follow politics, but I knew a hell of a lot about Donald Trump. He was not a politician. So, like, I was against that all the way, but whatever. He made it four years. and So now we've got we to see what Biden and Harris can do. And since I don't know their political background, and I should because Biden was vice president for eight years, but I, I don't follow. The only things that I care about are those that directly affect me, and I need to, I need to open up on that because... That is selfishness, too. The other thing I was going to point out was the former mayor here, uh, Pete Buttigieg, um, he's going to be the the uh, transportation commissioner. Yeah. Um, and I don't think that's a bad hire. And he's also uh, talking to Bernie Sanders about getting him involved with some of these programs. Yeah, you think and Bernie's good for I, that? <laughs> I always liked Bernie Sanders. Yeah. I thought Bernie Sanders um, has always cared about the people, and and uh, he's always fought for, for what's right. And um, I would have even voted for Bernie Sanders, honestly, if he would have won the Democratic nomination. Right. Because he's had a lot of experience, knows the backgrounds of how to correct, you know, business and to get, you know, people working again. And um, I, I think that if he um, if he is given the opportunity to help this new administration, um, I think that he can do a good job. Well, I hope so. Let's see what he does. Man, because what did I just read yesterday? Um, president has um, pardoned another 26 or 8 people or something. And I was reading that he's pardoning people that lied in the investigation for him you know, and are, are or were supposed to be serving time, but there's one guy, his sentence was to start in January, but he's pardoned now, so he doesn't have to serve two years for perjury on the trial of whether Russia was involved or not. Oh, you're talking about Michael Flynn. Yeah. And I'm going, how fucking fair is that? When a president pardons somebody... It's supposed to be because there was an injustice there. He lied. That's not an injustice. When you lie, you get punished. I, I honestly feel like it's because he knows for a fact that down the road that they could legally go after him for, for lying. He would just cover it 
something. I believe so. But, I mean... They had enough to bring him to a... a president, anyway. Is that what you're talking about? Or the Michael Flynn? Oh, no, no, no. I was talking about the president. Yeah. They had enough to bring... uh, impeachment hearing. So, I mean... If you have enough for that, I think you got enough for criminal trial on something. Uh, sometimes I hate my long hair. Skip topics, but... <laughs> I think I need to cut it off because it gives me a headache sometimes, but then I oh, I don't want to do that. I like it. But, um... I had no choice in the matter. I started losing hair, so... Uh-huh. I shouldn't laugh. That's probably going to be soon. Um, but I was, also, I was also the person who used to put five different hair gels and hairspray <laughs> in my hair. Well, there you go. That's why you were losing it. You killed it. My hair, um, the joke with most of my family was I have so much product in my hair, I can kill, kill a bird yeah. I never cared for mousse or spray or anything like that. And the amounts that I've used, I've, I don't think I've ever used a whole bottle of anything. Well, most, most professional hair gels... Um, Like when you buy them from like uh, a really expensive hair place. Yeah. Um, I mean, the cheapest you're going to pay is $25. The most expensive stuff is going to be like more like $100. Yeah. And honestly, going through that experience of buying that stuff when I was growing up, now I look back on it and I've looked some some of that stuff up regarding the ingredients and mm. now I kind of understand why I'm losing my hair yeah because it, it was literally toxic stuff that I was putting in my hair so I love the, I, I love the old movies when they first start because they have the thing where it tests your speakers out Oh, yeah. <laughs> My whole room just vibrated, like the walls, and I was, it probably pissed the neighbors off. I'm thinking, speaking of that, I'm thinking about getting some new speakers and probably a new tuner, too. I got to go to Best Buy and price some stuff out. I I don't know. I was thinking if we only get 600, I may just blow it on a new surround sound system. If we get 2,000, it's going to get put away for a rainy day. Is it that ass backwards? Well, I've been keeping up with that, and I know a little bit more information on what's happened the last (laughs) three days. Um... So the House, the House passed it. The Senate passed it. It was sent to Mr. 
president. Yeah. He vetoed it, said he was not going to sign it. Yeah. Unless there were $2,000 checks in there. He waited another day till Mitch McConnell had a discussion with him, and McConnell denied that he wanted two thousand dollar checks in there, so now they have to revote, and it's basically either six hundred dollars or nothing. And you know what the fucking thing that bothers me? They've got money in this thing for research projects in like Uganda. They're yeah. sending cash to this country and that country. Israel, well, did you did you look that Israel gets? Uh, $8.5 million sent to their military. For what? To protect them from the Middle East, Eastern countries. That has nothing to do with, uh, right now, our governmental, our stimulus, or our um, economy being stimulated. Yep. Oh, no, I I agree, too. I, I, I think the stuff that's in this package is just all stuff that, these politicians want it's not anything yeah. about us. Yeah. What how did you get a detailed cuz I was trying to find and I know a couple other people said there's a thousand pages. Or was it a 100? I couldn't the anyway, there's a lot of pages. Yeah. of stuff in there and I'm like I all I could find was the $600, the 300 extension on uh, unemployment, and I was like, this isn't what I'm looking for. I want the entire bill, and I know that there's a way to get it unless I have to wait until it's passed to see what's in it, but. Well, the only, the only way that I was able to read, and I didn't read all of it, obviously, but okay. I just read the things to me that were like, really, this makes no sense whatsoever. Yeah was there was a guy on YouTube that I'm subscribed to and that's all he does is research on like what the politicians are doing behind the scenes. Yeah. And um, that's where I got it from was he sent it to me. You forward that to me? (laughs) I want to look at it because there's got to be a way to get these people... I mean, that's what the president has vetoed it because of all of that stuff. So I'm kind of on his side when we're talking about America and why do we need to send money to anybody else? Wait until we get America running back to, you know, the greatness that he proclaimed he was going to get us to and then send money. And I, so I understand, you know, the veto. I don't understand why it's taken six months to get this far. Oh, actually, it's eight months now. Yeah. Well, why it's taken as long as it has to get this far. We should, 2000, you should have said 2400 to make up for check number two and three. You know? <laughs> well, and let's be realistic also that other countries, including European countries, have already handed people stimulus checks, at least three. Right. And they're hurting just like we are, but yet they have common sense and they know that they need to help people out. 
Well, and the other yeah. thing, there's something $300 billion from the first one that never got spent. Yeah, and I mean, the Federal Reserve is keeping that. Yeah, for what? Why not put it into this next stimulus package? Yeah, I, I think that too. I mean, um... Uh, who do we have running our government? Like, a bunch of deep pocket rich bitches that don't care about anybody or just flat out morons that don't know how to run the country <laughs> i would say i would say at this point um both <laughs> have have you actually like listened to a, a session um where they're actually like filming what they're what they're doing no i need to that's something i think in 21 i'm gonna get into i'm gonna i don't know what is it c-span to go to to watch them do that yeah well there's also local local broadcast channels that will air like um like your city's town hall and stuff like that right no, because I am interested in watching the House and the Senate and listening to their 17-hour speech on what's in the package. Um, the other thing, I, I ran across, there was a snippet of, was it Giuliani? Oh, Giuliani, yeah. No, Farting I... on camera. <laughs> Not a Giuliani fan. I, right, but there was, I, uh, during his speech, he you could hear him fart. <laughs> I was like, that's hilarious. He just kept on going like nothing. But I don't know if Giuliani or somebody else, but. No, I just want to, you know, now that I'm, older and a little bit wiser care about what's going on in my government and I want to try to find a way to protest the stupid shit that gets through well I've, I've said it for months and people people keep telling no no you you can't do that my, my answer is refuse to work Protest in the cities until they start giving us what we deserve. I mean, we have a right to protest. Right. The problem that we've been seeing is, you know, people don't know how to, well, they, they get fed up with not having any progress, get frustrated of doing the protest, 15, 20, 30, 40 times and there being no progress. So then they feel like they have to go to, you know, uh, bigger, uh, you know, they start starting fires and destruction and all that, you know, but it's that's taking us backwards too, you know. Now we got to pay for all the damage done to the city and I understand that there's a certain percentage of them 
that are brought in from other cities to do the damage. We need to get rid of those people. The hell are you coming into my city for? Stay home. But. Well, I also heard a medical <sighs> report that the majority of the people who were doing stuff like that um, later on were infected with corona. So mm-hmm. they kind of got what was coming to them a little bit because a lot of them ended up getting sick. Right. And, like, I, I watched a live stream, was it a few months ago, where it was Grand Rapids, what was happening in Grand Rapids, and they were, like, burning the city and smashing windows. And, right. And, like, I grew up near Grand Rapids, and Grand Rapids was always a, a peaceful place to hang out. It was They had a zoo. They had a lot of art museums. It was just a cultural environment. Right. And, and to see that happen to that city, that, that to me was like, really? You're destroying your culture. Well, and that's one city where there's evidence that people have been brought in from different cities to start riots in the streets. Yeah. And it's like, you know. I was just going to say Detroit, too. Yeah. It's, I don't know, if we had a little more love and a little more peace in our hearts, this country could start turning around a little bit and be the great American country that it was 100 years ago everybody wanted to come to. You know, now they're escaping one horror for a lesser horror. So, you know, coming from like Libya and Syria and whatever, you're still coming into a shitty country. Sorry, America, but we need to do something and change this country or this planet is going to go to hell in a handbasket. Well, global warming is already here. Let's let's. Let's face the facts there. <laughs> yeah. They've already said, like, 10 or 15 years from now, like, if we don't do something regarding that issue, yeah. we might all be floating on doors in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean. Well, it's crazy. I keep hearing Ford say that they're going to be uh, renewable sourced by 2035. They're not going to use like gas and oil anymore. And I'm going, oh, by 15 years from now, you should have did that 15 years ago. Well, you know, 15 years from now, is it going to be enough for this planet to turn around? The ozone layer is getting bigger and uh, the hole in the ozone getting bigger and bigger each year is, you know, I don't know. And and the increases with the wildfires and and the huge snowstorms and the tornadoes and hurricanes and tsunamis. Right. I mean, we, we as a society and and human beings need to take responsibility for some of that because drilling for oil 
in, in the ocean, not a good idea. I mean, screwing around with Alaska and endangering animals just for fuel and, and other sources, probably not a smart idea. <laughs> right. And I think right now we as a humans need to figure this out because we don't have a whole lot of time here to, to waste our asses sitting around asking questions when we should be doing the research to fix some of these problems. Right, and I wonder what the, the point of no return is. I've been asking myself that for a long time. <laughs> and I I do think that it, it may be a situation to where when they start traveling to other planets that eventually down the road, 20, 30 years from now, that might have to be an option. We might have to create some type of society on, on a... On, a, on another planet. You think it's going to get any better, though? Keep doing the same shit we're doing. You know. Very true. We're going to fuck that planet up, too. And we can only live on so many planets in this system. <laughs> you know? Well, and you know well enough that the people who would start a society like that would have to have a lot of money. Like, it would be yeah. super filthy, rich people. And that's what I say. Let them go. Shit, I'll chip in to send them. But then, you know, we can have this country back down to somewhat of a everybody is equal area, you know, and then start uh, hopefully doing the right thing and making sure there's no homeless people, children, no hungry people or children that don't want to be, well, not not want to be hungry. Nobody wants to be hungry. But uh, people that want to be homeless, I mean, there are people that want to live on the street, and I don't understand that, but I was... Well, exp- I think uh, that that's their choice, and that's their decision, and they're right. You know? Right, as long as it, you know whatever but I mean I I think it was explained to me like they don't want the responsibility they don't have to worry about a house note being paid or rent being paid or yeah. light bills or this or that and I'm going I'm sorry my warmth is a little you know my comfort is a little too uh, important for me to not care about it I want a warm bed to sleep in at night. I want food on the table. I want to listen to the radio. Oh, Alexa, stop. That, uh, I think hold on. Can... Well, that's uh, my 55-minute warning. Oh, gotcha. So okay. uh, we're going to end that segment and be right back in a couple minutes. Hey, I just want to add a little, uh, we got away from this episode, but I swear we got another one coming 
Drizzleland um, was out of power for a little while. Had a big storm, so I'm not sure when we're going to pick it up again. But it'll probably be like a whole new episode. So, sorry that we cut it off there and uh, didn't get back to it. But um, stay tuned. We'll have Drizzleland and Andy 6 coming up uh, sometime in the near future. And uh, today is actually the first day of 2021. So happy new year to everybody. Hope you had a great time last night. And uh, happy 2021. Make it your best year ever. Peace out.